You're listening to the midweek service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Hey, turn in your Bibles, if you would, to Hebrews chapter 4. Aren't you glad that no matter what, we've got the Word of God? Thank God for our Bibles. You know, and, uh, you know, it's one thing to, you know, have the Word, but it's another thing to open up the Word and begin to read it and look at it and see it, and then it's another thing to believe exactly what it says. Uh, you know, my title tonight is simply this, that uh, a believer of the Word. And, and, and the Lord just kind of quickened to me today as I was just praying and meditating in my office and about tonight, and I always want to just, okay, Lord, what are we, where are we headed and what are we doing? And there's so many things that are just God wants to get across to us. I really believe that in this era this era and this time and what we live in. Because we are living in such a pivotal time uh, of of being a light and, and being able to touch lives, being able to bring peace and strength to all the chaos that's going around. And there's there's so much confusion. Because, uh, you know, people don't know what they're supposed to do or how they're supposed to act or what goes on, especially now. Because you don't know if you're supposed to do this or supposed to do that or you're supposed to, it's like, and, uh, you know, and when you walk around and act like you, you know what you're doing, people have a tendency to look at you like, wow, you don't, you seem to actually know that you're okay. And I said, I know I'm okay. I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going. I know what I need to get. It's okay. Hallelujah. And, uh, uh, because, in, and the whole reason for that is, is that, I'm a believer of the Word of God. I believe that God's ordered my steps. I believe that God's got me. I believe that He's working everything out for my good. I believe that he, He's got a plan and a purpose. And it's exciting. And there can be a lot of curveballs thrown at you. There can be things that come up and you go, oh, wow, I wasn't quite expecting that, but that's okay. Hallelujah. And uh, I grabbed these glasses off of my night thing here, and they're, they're hard to see through. Anyways, look at Hebrews chapter 4. I want to read verse 12 to you, because we want to talk about being a believer of the Word of God, and look at the integrity and the power of God's Word, and we want the Word of God, hallelujah, to be made manifest in our lives. Hebrews 4.12 says this, it says, for the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Amen? The New Living Translation says, for the Word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. You know, the, only, the Word of God is the only thing that can save your soul. And that's different than your spirit being born again. Because it talks about that it's the, it, the Word of God can divide between the soul and the spirit. It's the only thing that can. Because your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. You have a soul. It's how you think. It's how you act. It's your spirit is the man that got recreated and got born again when you made Jesus the Lord of your life. Amen? That's the new creation. That's the one that if you died, your spirit and your soul, believe it or not, go to heaven. You're still going to have your thought processes and all that. Hallelujah. Uh, the only good thing is, is that uh, you, when you get to heaven and stuff, all, all of the uh, fears, worries, and all of the bad thoughts are all gone. Hallelujah. It's not going to be like the rich man in hell when he lifted up his eyes and he called to Abraham and he said, hey, Father Abraham, let Lazarus dip his finger in water and cool my tongue because this is a place of torment. 
Because he had all of his faculties. He had all of his things. He remembered his five brothers. He remembered all those things. We're going to remember. The cool thing is, is we're not going to remember any of the bad things. We're going to remember all the good things. And we are still going to be remembering all of what transpires and takes place. But, you know, the word of God says that it's quick and it's powerful. or It's alive and powerful. Aren't you glad that the word of God is alive? It brings life to you. You know, that's why we've got we to hold ourselves steady. We've got to stay together. I don't, I don't know if you, any of you have actually got a, read Rick Renner's book uh, about you know, how, his survival guide for the last days. He also has you know, another book called How to Not, you know, not be, Go Crazy, you know, How to Stay Sane, How to Not Go Crazy and What's Going On. And he's, he's, you know, he's a theologian, so he writes his, his books are 400 pages each. And, uh, and the crazy thing about his books is he's pretty redundant. He likes to do things. He's a teacher. So, you know, uh, and I've read most of all of his books. And anyways, the one that, he, that one there, the, the 10th chapter, which is the last chapter of that one, The Survival Guide in the Last Days, you know, it's funny because it actually just tells us all the basic steps of what we should be doing all along. Isn't it amazing that the Word of God is what holds us steady? Isn't it amazing when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, what did he tell the devil? It is written. It was the Word of God. It's the Word of God that defeats the enemy. It's the Word of God, hallelujah, that when we take hold of the Word of God, it changes us. But we need to understand, that's the only thing that we're going to renew our minds with that's going to hold us steady. It's the helmet of salvation that's going to keep us lined out. It's what we listen to the Word of God. And it keeps us steady in all of the, of the chaos, all of the voices that are out there, because even the voices of the church are all fragmented. Amen. There's all kinds of different things are being said, but we've always got to come back and line everything up with the Word of God. We've got to come back and say, what does the Word of God say? Because the Word of God is quick, it's alive, it's powerful. It's going gonna, it's gonna, to you know, judge between my spirit, it's going to do the, you know, uh, my spirit, my soul, and my joint, my marrow, and it's going to expose my thoughts and desires, or it's going to take care of all the things that are taking place here between uh, you know, what's going on in my, between my thoughts and my heart. Amen. Isn't it amazing? In Luke one thirty seven, Jesus said this: "For with God, nothing is ever impossible." Amen. He said, "For with God, nothing is impossible." And then it goes on to say, "By the way, but in the Amplified Bible of that, it says this: For with God, nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment." Every word of God has to be a, f- a fulfillment. I like to say it like this. Every word of God has to have a day of fulfillment in my life. I want every promise of God to be made manifest in my life. That's my heart. Amen. So I'm going to keep it. I'm believing for that. I'm believing for the power and the presence of God. I'm believing for that because that's what God said. God said that he magnified his word above his name. And he gave Jesus a name that's above every name, that every name has to bow to that. And he says, I've magnified my word above my name. Amen. Psalms 138, verse 2. You know, when we, when we know that, we take hold and go, wow, look at this. The word of God shall not return unto God void. Isaiah 55, 11, which is the crutch of, crutch of prayer. When I say that, crutch, C-R-U-X. I'm not saying it right. But anyways, it is the, 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 the pinnacle of prayer. It's, what, it's the apex. It actually makes prayer so vital. It's like we sing that song. I love that song. That we're not praying to a God. We're not wishing. We're not hoping. We're praying to a God that listens. Amen. But Isaiah 55, verse 11 says, So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. Amen. It shall accomplish to where I sent it, and it will prosper, and it's not going to return unto me void, he said. 
It's not going to come back away, but it's going to accomplish the thing we're at to. I said that, and it's going to prosper in it. His word. So his word. We've still got his word right here that we can speak forth and change the course of what happens in our lives. Amen? But we've got to believe that. We've got to believe that. We've got to know that, that when we speak the word of God, God's word in our mouth is the same as God's word in his mouth. And that's not blasphemy. That's just what God said. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13 says, But we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, they spoke and they believed. We also speak and therefore we also believe. We believe what we're going to speak because we're speaking the word of God. Amen? God told us that Jesus said in Mark 11, 23 and 24, he said, whatever you say to the mountain, you've got to say it to the mountain. He says, therefore, you know, what things, you know, you speak to this mountain, you know, and if you'll speak this mountain and, and tell it to go cast into the sea and you don't doubt in your heart, but you believe that those things which you say shall come to pass, you shall have whatsoever you say it. 24 says, therefore, what things have you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Jesus said that. He, he told us to side in with his word speaking because the nature of this word, when it says it's alive, it's miraculous. See, if we don't believe that, if we don't take hold of the word of God, so when we speak the word of God, that's what changes things in our lives. We've got to trust God's word. We trusted God's word. We're here tonight because we believe in John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that he gave Jesus. And whosoever should believe on him should not perish, but have everlasting night. We've all believed in our heart. We confessed in our mind, made Jesus the Lord of our life, and it changed our lives. Amen. And then we believe what the word of God says. Every time we find a promise in the word, every time we find something that Jesus said and the Holy Spirit enlightens the word, we know that we can take hold of it and apply it to our lives. And it changes everything. Amen? Now go with me to John 15, 7. Let's go to John chapter 15, verse 7. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. Because I want to I share with you, you know, when I talk about a believer, the word, how does it affect you? When you hear things, how does it affect you? How, do, how, how does the, you know, when the word of God isn't life to you, then it, it, it stops giving revelation. And boy, when you do that, we're in trouble. Amen? Very, very much so. Hallelujah. John chapter 15 and verse 7. Hallelujah. Amen? In the King James, it says, if you abide in me, you know, well, if you abide in him, which means, hey, it means I got to stay closely united with him. I get born again. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Isn't that an amazing scripture? I love that scripture because the whole preface of that scripture is you. It's me. If I abide in him and his words abide in me, I can ask what I will, and it shall be done unto me. Amen? We look at that. In the New Living Translation, it says, but if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. Now, that just makes everybody get nervous. Especially if you're religious, it makes you get real nervous because you think, I've got to earn it, I've got to work for it. I can't just abide in him, and I can't just believe him. And the wonderful thing about God is that he made everything on the basis of faith. That means we all are equal. He made everything on the basis of faith. What is faith? Faith is a trust in God. See, because without faith, Hebrews eleven six 6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. 
So if you're trying to earn, if you're trying to work for it, you're not pleasing. You're trying it. But when you have faith to believe, see, we work for God and do things for God because we have faith and trust in him of what he said to do. So we do it because we want to. We're not working and doing to get something from him. Amen. Remember, we're not working for a victory. We're working from a victory. We're working from the victory of the cross. We're working from what Jesus did. We accepted everything that Jesus did. Jesus raised us up and set us at the right hand of the Father. We can't get any higher spiritually than we are right now. Now, we can grow spiritually. We can grow in the things of God and our understanding. of But as far as our spiritual life, as far as being born again, we're in Christ and we're seated at the right hand of the Father in Christ. We got what the devil wanted. How did, that's why he's so mad at us. Amen. But we can take and find out who we are and what we have because we need to know how does the word of God affect us? How does it change us? I mean, that's, that's probably been one of, the, one of the greatest truths in my life, especially John 15, 7, which says, if I abide in him and his words abide in me, that means they live in me. It means that I trust them. I live on them. I, I, they change me. Amen. Because here's the thing, I was recreated, I was born again by the word of God. Do you know that? Do you know that you were born again by the word of God? You're born again because you believe words. You believe what somebody said. It was the foolishness of preaching. You believe. The Bible says that we are first fruits of his creation in James chapter 1, verse 18. That we're the first fruits of that, that we've been recreated. He created us, amen? That we've been born again of an incorruptible seed. Amen? So what I mean, I mean, his word has just changed my life. Hallelujah. And it affects so much. It's so incredible. It, it causes so wonderful things. And you've heard me say this all the time. I use this as an example because this blesses me. It may not, but every time I wake up and the sun rises and the earth's still here, God's word is still the most powerful thing in the universe. Because God, the Bible says in 11, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, it says God framed the whole world with his words. He's the one that flung the stars. He's the one that did the sun. He's the one that did the moon. He's the one that put all the plans. He said everything's going to function. And so if we're still alive and we're here, his word is what's holding everything together and his word can't fail. So that means every word in this word is ours. Amen. See, you know, my, my title is, is a believer of the word of God, which simply means I believe this enough to act on. I believe it enough to, to, to speak it out. I believe enough to stand on it and watch God do some things. And it affects me. It cause, it's what's made me full of life. Amen? Because you know what it did? Not only did it recreate me into his image, into his likeness, glory to God, it gave me his nature. It gave me his thoughts. It gave me who he is. Glory to God. Amen? Oh, man, go to 2 Peter chapter 1. Let's go. Come on, let's look at this. Uh, you guys, I'm just going to have fun preaching. I'm having fun. I'm going to preach myself happy here and everything will be good. You just get to watch. It's all good. Hallelujah. Hey, I love the word of God. Amen. And if you can't get excited about the word of God, it's because this is where life comes from. How does this affect me? First of all, man, I'm recreated by the word of God. I get his nature from the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Second Peter chapter one, look at verse two. He says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. 
according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness and, and through excuse me life and godliness and through knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Aren't you glad that you've got a divine nature in you now? Amen. If you're born again, if you've made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, you've got a divine nature on the The New Living in verse 4 says this, and because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruptions caused by human desires. We've got his divine nature on the We've got the nature of our heavenly father on the inside of us. It just helps me to say that, especially when I get all mad or get upset. I say, okay, time out. That, that probably is not the good nature. I got the nature of God in me. His word imparts the nature of God in me. Amen. See, John 10, 10 says, the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and to destroy, but I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. God's divine nature in us, we just have a totally new nature. So we, our nature is not to sin. Our nature is not to be mean. Our nature is a nature of love, and our, but it's, it's also a nature of that, hey, we have a right to judge. And see, it gets real quiet when you say that. But God told us that we have the right. And when I want to understand this, because you know the Bible says don't judge anything. We're not judging anybody's heart, but we have the right to judge what's being said or what's being done and the actions around us. We're not judging anybody's heart, but we're judging what your mouth says. We're judging what your actions do. You know? I mean, if I, if I, grabbed, I grabbed Joe and said, Joe, I love you, but I keep slapping him across the face, pretty soon he's going to hit me. He's going to say, I don't need none more of that love, Okay. No matter what I say, my actions are not corresponding with that, all right? It's not going to work. You know, that's what we see. People say, oh, but no, it's our actions. It's our divine nature that we have that changes us. That's what changes us. And that's how you know people are really truly born again because their nature changed. They don't want to do the things they used to do. Amen? It just changes. No, my want to is gone to do the bad. My want to is to serve him. My want to is to love him. So that's why it changes us. But did you know also that God's word, believe it or not, God's word is the number one way that God contacts you and me? This right here is God speaking to you and to me. This is God speaking to me. This is God's word to me. This is God's love letters to me. This is God's commandments to me. This is God's word for me. He gave me a manual that he speaks to, that God's word. So I said, man, I wish I could hear the voice of God. I wish I could hear Sit down and read your Bible for an hour, and you'll hear the voice of God for an hour. Now, God speaks to you, and he speaks to us, you know, because it's like a spoken word. But here's the thing. This is, if you don't believe that, see, that's what makes this word so incredibly wonderful. That's why, you know, we're, we're told to read our Bible and to pray and to feed ourselves. Why? So that God can speak to us. Amen. Amen. That's how he contacts us. And here's the funny thing about it. Believe it or not, that's how you contact him. See, the best way to do is he says, 
So shall my word be that goes out forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it will accomplish the thing whereunto I sent it, and it will prosper in it. What God wants to do is hear his word in your mouth coming back up so that it gives God the right to move in your life. It's how we communicate with him. It's how we contact him. Amen? John fifteen seven. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will, and it will be done for you. I love all those verses like that that just make people so nervous. Well, but you got to do this. You got you got to line it up with this. You got to line it up with that. You ever have somebody come tell you that? All the good scriptures. Everybody wants to tell you. Well, yeah, but let me tell you what. You no, know, no, no. You can't just take that that way. Don't be taking the Bible literally. I say, you know, the key is is that uh, if we're not going to take it what Jesus said, if Jesus didn't mean what He said, then we're all in trouble. Amen. I mean, I've had people come and tell me almost every good verse in the Bible and tell me why it's not for us. And I always tell them this. I say, you're too late. You're too late. I done already reused that scripture. It done already worked. And you know, I've not only ever used it once, I've used it several times, and it works. You know, it just works. Because they believe that. And it works. What do you mean it works? It just it produces results. It's just the blessing it brings life to me. Amen. It's too late. It's too late. See, here's the key. Not only does the Word of God, like I said, Word of God recreate us, gives us God's nature, and it's our contact between God and us, but here it is, too, is that, hallelujah, it's through the Word of God that renews our mind and changes our thinking. Because when you get the Word of God and, and it changes your whole thinking and your whole process, then you don't get, it doesn't bother you if somebody disagrees with you. Like you see, everybody gets nervous because, yeah, but I got to be. No, you don't have to be right. You know, you, you just believe the word of God. See, some well, you're not teaching. Oh, I'm very teaching. You give me the word. You show me the proof to me in the word, you know, and then I'm going to believe what you got. Man, show me. I want to see that. I want you to show me. I want to see this. I want to see things. I really do. I have a heart for that. I have no problem saying, hey, I've preached it all wrong. If you can prove me wrong, that's fine. I got no problem saying, hey, hey, we're changing this. But you got to prove it in the word of God. You know, and you can't, you know, you got to give me two out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. You know, you got to, because if we're going to go there, then we're going to go there and I'm going to prove my part and you're going to prove yours. We're going to see what happens. You know, because it's the word of God that renews our mind. Romans 12, 2 says, don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, the word of God is what will stand. It is written. It defeats the devil. Jesus said it is written and the devil had to go to something else. He said it is written. The devil had to go to something else because the devil said, well, it is written that if you jump off here and the angels are going to catch you and so you don't even dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus said, Yep, but it's also written. See, that's what I love it. You can give me a scripture, and I'm going to bring you one, then we'll just go back and forth. But here it is. He said, it is also written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. Amen? Hallelujah. See, we look at things, because the devil knows scripture. He's going to try to mess you up, try to take things, but you need to know the truth, the word of God. It brings life to you. It brings life. It brings peace. It renews our mind. Thank God that we need to remove and renew our mind. We need to save our souls at times. Amen? See, that's why, that's why this Bible is the most valuable thing. You're, the Word of God, whether it's on an iPad, whatever, just the Word of God that's the most valuable thing that you have. Amen? 
Because it'll produce everything you need in life will be produced by the word of God. It'll produce whatever it is you need, and it's what we need to do. And you've got to let it affect you. You've got to eat it. You've got to take it, but you've got to let it affect you. You've got to listen. This is what it's going to do. It's going to renew my mind because it's going to renew my thinking. And how many of you know we all need our minds renewed? We need to renew our thinking. Hallelujah. You know, and, and take hold of the truth of the word. Take hold of what God says. Amen. Why does God want us to renew our thinking? Why did he want to give us his divine nature? Here's the reason. is because he wants us to conform to his image and his likeness. His image and his likeness is so powerful and so great. We get to conform to his image and his likeness, and it changes all of us. Amen? I mean, we, we see this. We see this in Romans chapter 8. Go to Romans chapter 8, if you would, with me. Oh, boy, because we got eight minutes. So you guys got to start listening a little bit faster. Getting something. No, we stop on time. We're good. I get a Romans 8, 29. Romans 8, man, I tell you, Romans 8, 28, 29, they're all so good. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8, I'm going to actually read. <clears throat> and, um, well, I just, I keep going backwards, but I guess I've got to keep going. Romans 8, 29 is where I want to be. But look at Romans 8, 28, then we'll read Romans 8, 29 too. It says, and we know all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, and that he might be the firstborn among many brethrens. In the New Living Translation, it says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good to the, of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance, and so he chose them to become like his son in his image, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Aren't you glad, hallelujah, that we are in the image, we are created in the image and the likeness of the Lord Jesus Christ in the spiritual realm, amen? That we've been born again. That same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwells in you and I. And we need to know that. That way we won't, we won't let somebody else tell us what to do. We won't let anybody tell us how to think, how to walk, how to talk. Amen? That's why you're the most dangerous persons on earth right now. You are. You're the most dangerous people in the world because you actually can make up your own mind. You're not going to let somebody else think for you. Amen? I mean, that's, and that's truth. That's why we're not, we're not going to let somebody else dictate our lives and tell us how we're supposed to feel and how we're supposed to react. Amen? Because we're supposed to conform to the image of Christ. I have to act like my father. Amen? I have to act like my Lord and my Savior, which is Jesus, or I can call him my older brother. Hallelujah. But I got to act like him. Amen? Because the same spirit that's in him is the same spirit that's in me. And the nature that he has is the same nature that I have. And the same rules that he has is the same rules that I have. Because this is my rule book. This is everything to me. This is what I have and what I need. Amen? That's how I live my life. And that's what changes everything for me. That's what changes everything. Glory to God. Now let's close on this. Go with me, if you would, over to Acts chapter 20. Because I just want to share this next one. I've got a whole bunch down here about how the word affects believers. There's so many things all the way down, but I'm just going to, I'm picking and choosing as I go here. Keep it in line with having good things here. Because the Bible says we are built up. And if we ever needed built up, we need built up now more than we ever did. 
Amen. We need built up on the word of God now more than we ever did. And we're built up by the word of God. Hallelujah. So in Acts chapter 20, verse 32, Paul, writing to the church at Ephesus, he's talking to them. He said, listen, he said, and now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Thank God, the word of his grace, the word that gives grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. In the New Living Translation, it says, and now I entrust you to God and the message of his grace or the word of his grace that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance with all those he has set apart for himself. Hallelujah. Thank God for the word of his grace and the word of God that's able to build us up. God's always trying to build us up, make us strong so that we can help others. And make us on building ourselves up on our most holy faith. Amen. Brain and the Holy Ghost. Building us up. Allowing his word that gets on the inside. That holds us steady. Makes us strong. Because we've got to be a voice. Amen. So never underestimate. When you speak the word of God. The word of God can change the course of your life forever. Amen. Hallelujah. And how do we get built up? We get built up. Our faith gets built up. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So the word of God builds our faith. Amen. And it says, but ye beloved, building yourselves up, you know, praying in the, in the spirit, Jude 20. Amen. Praying in that, having given those things there. I like what, you know, Job said this. He said, I love your words more than my necessary food. Your words, you know, Jesus said this, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So his word is the final authority in our lives. It's his word that'll change everything that we're doing. So that's why we got to find God's word on the subject. When you find it, you got the answer. When you got God's word on it, you got the answer. You take hold. His word is what makes us fruitful. His word is what makes us stand. Because when people say, well, you said this. I've had so many people come you know, up to me after sermons and they say, well, you said this and you said that. And I say, no, no. I didn't say it first. Jesus said it first, and then I just repeated it. (laughs) Or I'll say, Paul said it first, and I just repeated it. You know, or Isaiah said it first, and I just repeated it. But I'm guilty. I said it because I agree with Paul, and I agree with Isaiah, and I agree with Jesus. Now, who do you agree with? Because you disagree with me, so which one of them do you disagree with? Because they said it first. I'm just, I'm the messenger boy. I'm just giving it out to you, letting you know, this is what Jesus said. This is what Paul said. This is what the Word of God says. And when you take hold of the Word of God, it changes our whole perspective. See, because Jesus said, it is written, and it shut the devil up. Aren't you glad you can shut him up? The lies of the enemy shall cease. How do you shut him up? You say, it is written. Isn't it amazing? When Jesus said it was, it is written, he couldn't say anything else. He went to something else. Because Jesus, you know why? Because Jesus believed the word that was spoken. We've got to believe this. We are a believer of the word. I'm a believer of the word. The word of God is the final authority in my life. And it is what changes everything. And guess what, folks? He said we're going to get brighter and brighter. He said he's going to be with us no matter what goes on. He's going to be with us all the way to the end. He's going to make sure that we finish our course. So we're going to finish. We're going to go glory to God. Hallelujah. It's going to be awesome. 
So get ready for the goodness and the grace of God. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter how hot it gets out. We just know God's going to be with it. God's going to finish it. And God's going to lead us in. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just honor you. We, We love you, Lord. We praise you, Father God. Lord, thank you for these that are here. And thank you for those that are watching. You know, the word of God says that if we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, we shall be saved. It's just calling upon the name of the Lord Jesus to be born again. People think, oh, well, that just seems to be so easy. It's too easy. No, it's not too because God made it so easy for us to receive him. And then we get to take hold of the word of God and learn about him our whole lives. So if you're watching here or if you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. God wants you to be born again. He wants you to know him as a personal Lord and Savior for your life. It's a personal Personal, personal thing, personal thing. Hallelujah. God loves you. He cares for you. Father, I love you and praise you. And I just thank you, Father, for tonight. I just think I love to declare your word. I love preaching and just, just stirring my I used I needed to be stirred up tonight. I needed to be stirred up to be reminded of your putting myself in remembrance of your word, of how it affects me, how it just charges my heart. Hallelujah. And Lord, thank you for that. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. And Lord, I just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon.